Good morning and welcome to the Ukrainian Hour. I'm your host, Colette Kirapita. And with me, as we often have, is Father Basil Maloney from Yorkton. Nice to be back. Thank it's you. good to have you. Yeah, we had last week off, so I don't mm-hmm. even know if they played a rerun or what, <laughs> but we are back again. Yeah. And you are still busy because we're recording this in January in your yeah. blessing homes. Mm-hmm. I had many things happening this past couple of weeks and the blessing homes and a few funerals coming up mm-hmm. and uh, also the schools. I've been blessing the schools as well, the Catholic system here in Yorkton. So I think I'm doing three this week that we're recording this. So mm-hmm. it's always something. And then, mm-hmm. of course, the big news was that we got a new bishop last weekend. Yes, and yes. Uh, Bishop Michael Smolinski is our new eparch of the eparchy of Saskatoon. And hmm. it was a very beautiful celebration. Uh, all the priests, of course, were there last Saturday. And then also our patriarchs, uh, his beatitude, uh, Sviatoslov, who came from Ukraine. And that was just a wonderful, uh, wonderful, wonderful uh, meeting. He had met up with us priests on Monday, mm-hmm. uh, the yesterday when we were recording this. And um, he had such a beautiful message to us mm-hmm. priests. And uh, we'll probably get into that a little bit, but we'll, we'll get into okay. other things first. Yeah. Wow, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yes, I don't know. There's so much happening. <laughs> I actually forgot about that. It was like yesterday. <laughs> mm-hmm. Good, good. And, of course, you've got meetings and everything else at probably annual No. And- oh, yeah. Well, well at the parish, <laughs> I, I have my uh, AGMs um, mm-hmm. co- coming up with every parish. I don't have as many parishes as I used to, so I think it might be a little bit easier for me. Really? When I was when I was doing <laughs> Ituna and Winyard Districts together, I would have three months mm-hmm. straight of continuous meetings. Okay. Every Sunday would be like 10 to 12 weeks in a row. I would have hmm. meetings, but you're still doing Yorkton. And well, but you, but that's only four or five. So oh, I'm okay. I'm only not. That's probably cut down in half. Okay, well, that's yeah. good. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> so you haven't burnt out yet. No. Good. Yeah, because I remember <clears throat> in that area, I would be doing a meeting every single Sunday. <clears throat> so there would be about I said it for three week, three months straight. I would have a AGM somewhere. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, and we haven't had a chance yet to talk about pre-Lent, so mm-hmm. I thought today might be a good chance to maybe talk mm-hmm. about all five of those weeks, mm-hmm. because some of them are gone already. Yes, they are. <laughs> so I don't know, what can you tell us in general about pre-Lent? Oh, so there, there's a, uh, the five, as you said, the five weeks that happen before the Lenten season, so, uh, and also we have to remember that Lent... For us, doesn't start on Ash Wednesday like the Roman Catholics. We start two days before that on Clean Monday, mm-hmm. and so that's that's a difference. But we'll probably talk about that when the time comes. Mm-hmm. Um, these Lenten pre-Lenten Sundays, uh, a lot of them are about forgiveness. They they talk about the theme of forgiveness. Uh, so we start with Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus Sunday. And, of course, uh, I think that's what you have the icon of. And so we'll talk about him right away. And then uh, that's followed by the Sunday of the uh, publican of the Pharisee. And then that's followed by the prodigal son. These are very, very famous Gospels Mm -hmm. that I think most people know, even if if they don't, you know, not necessarily churchgoers. They would have heard of most of them Mm -hmm. in the past. And then we follow that up by... uh, 
uh, meat fair Sunday and cheese fair Sunday, which is the Sunday before Lent starts. Mm-hmm. And well, we could talk about each of them, of course, uh, as we c- come to it. But again, the main theme, <laughs> the main theme of these first three pre-Lenten Sundays is going to be forgiveness because every single story that is talked about is is about forgiveness in the, in in, the, in whatever way possible. Mm. Yeah. <clears throat> now I know I, I've actually just figured out in the last few years why Zacchaeus is not always included in there mm-hmm. because I didn't know that that's only a Slavic thing. Yeah. Because I kept reading, well, there's four Sundays, and I'm like, yeah. but there's five Sundays. Yeah, yeah. Why don't they? We know what about Zacchaeus? But I guess we just kind of tacked him on as yeah. an extra. Yeah, I, I think each of them are very important. Uh, and again, every church, uh, uh, church series, uh, the, each of the Catholic churches are going to have their different uh, traditions, whatever. But for sure, we're going. Uh, I think it's so important to remember that each of these Sundays is a good preparation time for us. And uh, Zacchaeus, you know. Um, he might not be as well known as as the other gospels, but I think there's an important message in all of them about about what forgiveness is and the different aspects of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Because each gospel story talks a little bit of, of forgiveness in a different way, and you know sometimes it talks about the forgiver, sometimes it's the one forgiving. You know, it's it's all different different aspects of, of forgiveness. So I think uh, again, I, I'm not totally positive about how the historical aspects went and stuff, why they picked it in this order or, or stuff like that. But there, there's, there's got to be reasons about just talking about forgiveness, the talking about the, the whole theme of like that. And they do kind of seem to have a progression when we go through them in order. Yeah. You know, the kind of gently yeah. nudging us. Yeah. And by the yeah. time we get to the end, come oh, on, oh, you yes. guys. You gotta and then, and then at the end, and then, you know, the meat fair Sunday, the judgment is like, okay, if you don't repent, this yeah, is going to stop yeah, with you. Yeah, so, okay, okay, so this is, okay. Yes. For the, yeah. So we start with the gentle Zacchaeus. And I, I noticed the other yeah. day, I probably knew this before, but it just struck me that these first three, this is like the end of our Luke season. So yes. we start the Gospels of Luke in the fall. Right. And now we finally get to the end. And we right. have three beautiful stories here. Yeah. So. Well, that's very true. The Luke and uh, Gospel stories are right. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah. So, again, Zacchaeus, for those of you who know the story, um, he was a, a publican, a tax collector. And they weren't looked upon just like I guess today in the tax. You know, people <laughs> tax collect <man>. taxes <laughs> are not looked upon with, with great, you know, um, you know, they they this were not looked upon very well mm-hmm. in society. So, of course, back then they were um, working for the Roman authorities, the Roman government. So mm-hmm. the the Roman government would you know pick these particular people who could be Jewish or non-Jewish. It doesn't matter who would collect the taxes from the people to bring it to the government. Because even back then, people had to pay taxes. And and a lot of them were very corrupt. Uh, they were very. Uh, they cheated. They collected more than is necessary. They lied. They they stole. And, and so, you know, when when Jesus spoke to Zacchaeus, it was a big shock to the Jewish uh, people around them because nobody would ever speak to a, a great sinner. He was considered a great sinner, mm-hmm. a great. Um, Someone that you wouldn't want to associate with, kind of thing. So, uh, of course, the story is uh, 
Jesus was walking by and Zacchaeus uh, was short in stature, so he climbed the sycamore tree to get a better view of Jesus as he was walking by. And Jesus basically stood up and, and said, Zacchaeus, you know, uh, you know, all this stuff, I want to come to your house today. Mm-hmm. And the people were like shocked because like, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't go to a sinner's house. That was just not, mm-hmm. not to be expected. And then, of course, the, the, the main part of the story is Zacchaeus's repentance and basically saying that he's going to give back fourfold everything he stole from the people, which, which is a part of the story that's very undervalued uh, because not only did he repent, he made amends for what he had done. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, as part of confession, when a person goes to priest confession, it's not just the forgiveness of sins. You have to make amends for what you've done to make that penance. So that was kind of his penance that he was going to give back four times the amount he stole from people, mm-hmm. which was unheard of at that time. Mm-hmm. Nobody would have thought anything like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. So that was this first icon that I have yeah. here. I don't know if we can get a shot of that um, mm-hmm. at all. Yeah. Yeah. So I, this is one that I don't know. My kids colored it. Maybe <laughs> I colored it, but you can see Jesus is, yeah. whoops. Jesus, there, yeah. Jesus, nice and tall. Yeah. I like this one because Zacchaeus looks so big. But I yeah. know Father Kushko used to say sycamore trees are really, really tall. Yeah. So he so. went up this big tree. And I, right. I know I heard, too, that like rich people, you yeah. did not climb trees. Yeah, and you yeah. did not yeah, run. Yeah. <laughs> and he right. went and ran ahead and climbed up yeah. a tree. Yeah. It's kind of goofy when you think of it. it a is. grown man yeah. climbing up a tree, even today. Yeah, because like, <laughs> like you said, his status in society, he would be like a you know, like a uh, worker of the government, like a government worker, a uh, very high s- esteem, and you know mm-hmm. you don't, you don't want to do those kind of things. To, yeah, because he was state. probably well off. Exactly, exactly, right. Good <laughs> way or not? Yeah, <laughs> but, exactly. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and, and of course uh, Jesus um, showing that he will forgive everyone. You know that that if you repent, he will forgive you, and and you make amends, and you know you try to do better in your life than what you've done before and not make the same sinful mistakes. This is a part of the story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So that's a really a good beginning, I mm-hmm. think. And I, mm-hmm. I'm disappointed. Some years we actually have to skip Zacchaeus yes. if it runs right. too close. I mean, we have true. East, early Easter, but if yeah. it was even earlier, right. we don't have enough Sundays to. Exactly. We did it this year, so yeah, that's good. Yeah, just barely good. squeaked it yeah. in. <laughs> okay, well, let's go on to the next one. Uh-huh. If I can peel these off without ripping them all up. <laughs> Um, then we have the publican and the tax collector. No, sorry, uh, publican and the, the Pharisee. Yeah. <laughs> publican is yeah. a tax yeah. collector. Yeah. Okay. So again, it's uh, <clears throat> it's a different. Um, you know, the Zacchaeus story actually happened, but yeah. this one is a more of a parable. It's a story, but it could be real. It could be. You know, there were publicans and and uh, Pharisees, of course, uh, in Jesus's day. So he is making an example again. Of, of what true repentance really means. And again, the, this story, of course, is where uh, both the publican, uh, the, the tax collector, again, uh, someone similar to who Zacchaeus would have been, mm-hmm. you know, because there would have been probably many, many tax collectors in the different areas of Jerusalem. And, and most of them would be, <laughs> you know, not looked upon very well because of their the way they, 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 they stole the money or whatever they've done, you know. Uh, so, again, this story is, is uh, 
two people are in the temple coming to pray and the public and the the Pharisee. And then, of course, we have to know who the Pharisees were. They were a very uh, esteemed group of Jewish religious leaders who basically um, were looked upon to um, to judge the law and, and to tell people how to live the Jewish uh, way of life. So everyone looked upon the Pharisees as no, you know, kind of like priests, but mm-hmm. but a little different because they were a group of people who, you know, were a high esteem, the well, most highly educated of the Jewish people. But uh, the, that part was fine. Jesus had no trouble with that part. It's that their um, <laughs> um, arrogance, let's, let's, mm-hmm. let's put it that way. They were very arrogant. They looked down upon other people. They thought that they were the best of the best, the cream of the crop. And they had very little respect for the people under them. They said, if you didn't follow their laws, their way of life, you were kind of like the dirt of the earth kind of thing. So uh, so this is who the Pharisees were. And, and it's funny because St. Paul was a Pharisee. He yeah. became one of the greatest Catholic saints. So... He was well-educated, uh, like I said, educated by the best rabbis you can have in Jerusalem. And uh, he, he knew his stuff very well, his Jewish tradition. So all these Pharisees were this group of, of religious leaders, teachers, who people looked up to, to to try to understand what the Jewish religion was all about. So they have, But the problem is they had their own... Um, they made many, many rules that were hard to follow for the people because a lot of man-made rules that they 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 took from the Old Testament, Leviticus, Mo- Moses' time, that really were not that as important. Like, and Jesus basically told them that, mm-hmm. and during his life, he says, "You know, your man-made laws are not as important as God's laws." So, anyway, so that's this is the story. So there's a publican and a Pharisee coming to the temple together. And the Pharisee comes up to the temple and basically this was very arrogant in his speech saying, you know, thank God I'm not like all these other people around me in society, all these sinful people. I do everything that God wants me to do. I fast. I give money to the temple. I do everything God wants me to do. And especially not like that you know, public in there, that sinner. I don't want anything to do with him. And this is basically his prayer. Mm-hmm. And then, then the publican, the tax collector, uh, with head bowed, this said, "God be merciful to me, a sinner." That's all he said. Mm-hmm. And so this is the story. And again, Jesus said, "You know, the the publican came home exalted because he repented. He was in God's good graces again, while the Pharisee was basically empty prayers. God, God's not listening to his arrogance." Mm-hmm. So that's the story. Mm-hmm. Anything you want to add? Well, just a, well, a couple things as you're talking. Mm-hmm. I, I read the other day yeah. that the Pharisees had over 600 laws yes. <laughs> that they followed. So yes. it's basically impossible. Yes. Yeah. They made new things up <laughs> just to this to make people's life difficult <laughs> all the time. Yeah. And um, what else was I thinking? Um, well, let's have a look at this icon and yeah. maybe it'll come back to my mind. Um, yeah, oh, so even the way that they're standing, like it mm-hmm. says that the, the 
Pharisee stood up in the temple. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know what I was going to say. Like in our our prayers, it actually will say that, yes, we should be thankful like the Pharisee. So there Mm -hmm. are, I mean, he started out good. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. You know, he was grateful for what he was given. Yeah, 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 for sure. You know, the things he had. And and, I mean, he he was tithing and everything, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. doing what he should do. But it's the attitude, Mm -hmm, I guess, mm -hmm, and the... mm -hmm. Uh, his, arrogance, I guess, yeah, is a good he's, word. he's better than he thought. He's better than everyone else. That was their that was their uh, attitude towards the rest of the people. If you don't follow what they do, then you're, you know, nothing. Mm-hmm. You're you're like the dirt of the earth. Well, and that word pride comes pride, up a lot yeah. in our prayer services, and I'm sure I will speak for myself. <laughs> that's something that lots of us struggle with. That we, mm-hmm. you know, pride is is a big sin that can be very mm-hmm. hidden. I guess. You know? Yeah, I, I think that like compared to the one about Zacchaeus, remember that his forgiveness he gave back. You know, he he gave um, uh, made amends for his sins that he committed in the past. This one is showing us, you know, the different way of repentance. Uh, uh, this story about you know how we should pray, how we should be, um, how what our attitude should be towards God. You know, mm-hmm. because. Uh, obviously, you know, when we pray, uh, there is a, a way of uh, praying for forgiveness or of gratitude, as you said, that, that that's more hum- humility, that's mm-hmm. humble and it's, instead of prideful. So how we pray is important just as much as what we pray. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's all about what's in your heart. Exactly. Like the Pharisees, they were letter of the law. Yeah. You know, it's got to mm-hmm. be this way because it mm-hmm. says so. Yeah. But this... Mm-hmm. Publican, he was speaking from the heart, like he just, yes. you know, felt bad, and he just said yeah. it. Just, God be merciful to me, a sinner. Yeah. Yeah. So there, there was no real repentance in the Pharisee speech. He was just, you know, okay, gave gra- gratitude to God, but he was so full of himself that, you know, God, it, it comes back. You know, if you remember the the story of uh, Cain and Abel, it almost bring pulls back to that story because. Uh, the reason Cain and Abel, you know, were at odds at each other was that God accepted one of the sacrifices and didn't accept the other sacrifice. So this is this brings back that story again. You know, um, Cain didn't give the best of the best of his, you know, of his uh, offering to God. He only gave you know the leftover kind of thing, while Abel gave the best of the best. And, and that's the same thing in this story. Uh, you know, the, the, the Pharisee was so boastful and, and full of himself. He didn't give everything of himself to God. He only, you know, gave. <laughs> and then the, the, the publican, as he said, deep down in his heart, gave him everything, gave him his whole repentance. Mm-hmm. So that's, that almost comes back to the story of Cain and Abel. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, I don't know the Old Testament <laughs> well enough <laughs> to make those connections, too. Mm-hmm. But good. Mm-hmm. So these and these are themes that will come up during Lent as yes. well. So yeah. I like that our church is so smart. They start mm-hmm. introducing these mm-hmm. pre-Lent, before mm-hmm. Lent. And uh, so the next uh, one that we're going to be uh, uh, celebrating next Sunday is one of that's pretty, I think lots of people would know about it, called The Prodigal Son. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, this story is, is very famous in that, um, you know, there is two sons and 
from a very rich father who had, had a lot of land, a lot of servants, a lot of you know um, cattle and stuff like that. So and when the sons came of age, one of the sons wanted his inheritance and, and took, took his share of the inheritance and went off and basically wasted it away, you know, through loose living, through gambling, through, you know, prostitutes and every other vice that you can think of probably that he did. And he eventually ran out of all his money and uh, had to, you know, work for a, a farmer and, you know, basically feeding the pigs. And then he came to his senses and finally came back and, and said, you know, this is, this is silly. I, 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 I have a father that I can go back to, that I can live a good life, and he has everything I need for the world. I'm just going to go back and, and repent to him and say, you know, I, I wasted all everything that you've given me, and I, I, I need to make amends again to what you've said, uh, what, you, what I've done, and, and I need to go back to you. So he did that, and, of course, the story goes as he was approaching back to his father's home, the father ran out to meet him and uh, you know, put a cloak around him, gave him shoes, uh, you know, killed the fatted calf for him and, and uh, had a big party because he was, he was back home. And so the other one, the brother, and, and I, I did a homily once about that because I did a homily on, on how the other brother acted and, and why he acted that way. Cause we, <laughs> those of us who, who understand this story would think, well, the other, the older brother who, who had to go through this, he had a right to be angry mm-hmm. because he was at home the whole time serving his father, doing everything his father asked him to do, never ever disobeyed his father. And here his younger brother who, you know, ruined the family name in a way, you know, through the scandal, mm-hmm. through all these things that happened and came back home and he was just like celebrated as, uh, you know, the long lost, you know, son that came home and, and everyone was, you know, coming to him and, 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 and being with him. So the older brother, you know, we, we would feel the same way. If something like that happened in our family, we would say, well, why is that brother or that, that person being celebrated for all he's done? He should be punished for what he did, you know? Mm-hmm. So what did the father uh, say? And he said, you know, well, obviously, you know, you everything he said to the older brother, everything that's mine is yours. You you have everything in my inheritance, but we have to celebrate because your brother was lost and now he's found. So, you know, and, and again, this is a, a third way of, of talking about repentance. How and, and this is the most interesting one to me because it's not only the person that's repenting, the prodigal son, it's how the other people around us have to deal with that repentance and how we deal with people who are repenting and how we have to, you know, accept their repentance as well. And this is hard. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe this is why I should get a little bit into the picture. I kind of I should say this, but um, one of the, 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 the topics that we talked about in our patriarch with Patriarch Sviato Slovo was, of course, the war in Ukraine. And one of the questions that was this fascinating near the end of our talk, one of the priests was asking, well, about forgiveness, especially about how can we as Ukrainian people forgive what's happening there, all the atrocities that are happening. And this was, well, I was, I was 
amazed by what he said, you know. And, uh, you know, he said that when, when Jesus was talking about forgiveness, he was talking about personal forgiveness between someone who's offended you. But, you know, in, in, in terms of a whole country, a whole nation, a whole, the whole world, when, when atrocities are being uh, committed like they are in the world today, it's, it's so much more difficult in, in, in order to forgive because it's, it's not necessarily happening to you personally, but it's happening to those you love. It's happening to your fellow you know, man and all over the world. And, he, and, and his answer was, was very interesting to me because he said, you know, it's a different type of forgiveness. That it's, it's a harder type of forgiveness than forgiving someone who, who uh, you know, offended you or did something to you. But the, when you have to forgive someone who's does something to the people around you, oh my goodness, is that ever hard? So mm. I was, it was really, diff, it was a really interesting answer he mm. gave, you know. So the same thing with the prodigal son, <clears throat> you know, it, it's it wasn't him well directly that was affected by by his brother's um, wrongdoings, but he still had to learn how to forgive in that way, in the family kind of forgiveness, the community forgiveness, which, I don't know, we have to work on it mm-hmm. in our world today. Yep. So I guess, again, I, I don't want to paraphrase our patriarch word for word because I don't, you know, but the, that was the gist of it. He goes, he goes you know, uh, forgiveness, Jesus was talking about, was like one-on-one, like what you someone hurt me, I'm going to forgive him. But when it's a whole group like that it's it's a little different Mm -hmm. so it's it's hard it's hard yeah for sure yeah Yeah, that's a lenten project (laughs) um so maybe let's get a close-up of this Mm -hmm. icon here so sorry this one is a little bit small for you yeah um but we can see the the father and the three fathers on Mm -hmm. that side and there's Mm -hmm. a son um interesting thing i heard a commentary one time that for the jewish people when you started to tell a story um, whatever person you mentioned first is the one that your listeners are supposed to focus on. Oh, yeah. So he, Jesus started by saying, a father had two sons. Yes. So we're supposed to focus on the father. Father, Which yes. I thought is interesting. Because, yeah. of course, the father represents God the father. Yeah. Um, you know, like elsewhere it says, heaven will rejoice more over one sinner that comes back than, yeah. you know, the 99 sheep that ran away or that are there all the time, I guess. So, yeah, it's interesting what, you know, like you could say there's different aspects of that story that we can look at, but it might be interesting sometime to look at well, I've it also for that father to forgive. I've also heard the parable, not this called the prodigal son, but the, actually the prodigal father. I've heard that. Or I heard it called the forgiving father, yeah, yeah, or the loving yeah, yeah, father. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Well, and again, so he's a rich man, like yeah. Zacchaeus, and he's yeah. running. Right. So he's running out to meet this son. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so absolutely, kind of breaking those laws of you know mm-hmm. what it should be. Um, what else did I hear about this? Well, I guess the other thing too is the way they divided their wealth mm-hmm. because it, everybody did it the same. You didn't divide fifty and fifty no. fifty. The older no. son got more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like lots. I don't know if it was. Yeah, that's right from the Old Testament again. Yeah. Because the Old Testament, the birthright, like again, if uh, yeah, this is a little bit on the side, but. 
the whole story, if you remember the story of Jacob and his brother and Esau, uh, and, and, and he, how Jacob was, they were twins, but he was the second born twin. And Esau was actually the firstborn. He should have got more. But the birthright means basically you're you're the one that's that becomes the head of the family, the head of the to get all the the the, the financial stuff and that thing of that. So he stole that birthright mm-hmm. from from Esau, and that's why his brother was so angry at him because mm-hmm. basically he stole his inheritance mm-hmm. from that. So yeah, it comes right from the Old Testament. You're talking about the oldest son is the one that's that the one that gets most of the stuff because he's going to be the head of the family. Hmm. Well, yeah. and maybe in because it was so long ago, maybe that's the only way they could survive. Exactly. You know. Yeah. Their life expectancy yeah. was <laughs> right. different than ours, so you know. So yeah, so you're right. Uh, the the oldest one did get more. So, but again, the the the, the whole wasting of of the resources mm-hmm. that he was given is that that's you know can you imagine. You know, within a couple of years, he wasted everything. Yeah, yeah, and lost all his friends. <laughs> yeah, not yeah. surprising. <laughs> that happens nowadays mm-hmm. too. For sure. But yeah, but I like I like this one where it just shows them embracing. Yeah. Um, and the father looks a little bit like Jesus. He's you know in the red and blue, mm-hmm. just as we would mm-hmm. see in, in mm-hmm. icons. So. Yeah, and again, uh, spiritually, we all know that this is um, uh, talking about our spiritual father and how mm-hmm. when we come back to him for forgiveness, no matter what we've done in our life, he's going to forgive us with open arms. You know, when, we, when we're sincere in our repentance like that prodigal son was, he was sincere and coming back and saying, look, I screwed up in life. <laughs> I really screwed up. I need forgiveness. I, I, I take ownership of what I've done. And I need I need you to welcome me back to 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 help me again. So this this is what our our spiritual heavenly Father does when we come to Him in confession, when we come to Him with repentance, say, "Look, I've screwed up. I I really need to to do better in life, but I I, I need you to forgive me." Well, and that son even said, "You know, my father's oh, yeah. hired hands. Yes, yeah, eat better than exactly. I do." He says, "I'm going to go." Asked my father just to treat me like one of his hired right, hands, but his right. father's like, no, 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 no. Well, you're, you're, <laughs> you know? my, you're my son, and he treated him actually like royalty. Exactly, you know, a ring and a robe and sandals. You know, well, of course, slaves. being being his flesh and blood, you're mm-hmm. going to treat him more than a servant because he's your flesh and blood. He's the he's the you know the person that that you raised and you again that that your lineage is going to go through, mm-hmm. right? So that's important. Lineage is very important for the man. Like mm-hmm. to have children was very important, I guess. You know, for the nation to survive. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, so, yeah. So there's lots, lots yeah. in that parable. Oh, absolutely. And, and again, like uh, I always go back to the spiritual side the same way. Like if we if we're gonna survive to get to heaven, we need to, you know, repent and 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 to go on and 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 pass our our faith down to, to the generation after generation. Mm-hmm. Right. Good. All right. Good stuff. <laughs> so then we go to the <laughs> not so nice stuff. Oh, well, meat fair. Meat fair. So be, before we get to the whole what meat for the gospel is, mm-hmm. the, I, I wonder if everyone uh, who's listening to us uh, know what meat fair actually means. Mm-hmm. So that's that's another thing because back when people actually really fasted in life, 
it was the last Sunday that they would be able to eat meat before the great fast. Yeah. So they would fast from meat all the way from that Sunday to basically Easter. Mm-hmm. And so that's what meat fair means. It's, it's, the, it's the time where that's the last time you could eat meat. And then you fast from meat. You abstain from meat products the whole time after that. Mm-hmm. So it's farewell to meat. Yes, yes. So it's the same translation, I guess, as carnival. Right. Which is farewell to yeah. carnal. Is yes, like, yeah. Like flesh. Yes, it's fleshly things, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So that's 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 the where the meat fair uh, word came from. So okay, this gospel, of course, is mm-hmm. going to be interesting because it's uh, the gospel of, of the judgment. Mm-hmm. And... Um, yeah, I, I guess there's not really much we could say about it. It's um, uh, our actions do matter in this life. I, I guess, you know, a lot of people uh, who are, you know, to think, well, how can God, um, you know, how can God punish you in such a way? How can God, you know, not allow you to be in heaven? And the way I always say it to people, it's not God not allowing us to be in heaven. It's us refusing to take his invitation to heaven. Mm-hmm. So that's there's a different way of putting it. Mm-hmm. So God never, ever doesn't want us to go to heaven. We are the ones that are refusing his invitation to mm-hmm. be in heaven. So, of course, this gospel, again, it's it's said you know throughout the year, a few times throughout our, our um, liturgical year. And uh, you know, basically, it's it's um, you know, God or Jesus telling us, you know, uh, the things that we have done or haven't done in life are going to um, be very important in and where we end up in for eternity. So, um, you know, the the whole goats and the sheep thing. Um, I, I'm interested. Uh, do you know much much about that the whole why goats and and he used goats and sheep for the comparison? Not, well, not really, but I guess just that, that I mean people yeah. are familiar with yeah, that. You know, right. there's lots of shepherds, lots yeah. of sheep in the right story. But yeah, they but why why goats are goats? Yeah, goats are very annoying. Yeah. <laughs> we, my, my kid had sheep, and sheep are okay, but goats eat everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we never had goats, but they're they're not as nice, I guess. So. I don't know. Maybe we should just go to the icon. Well, yeah, so we can. Yeah, this so, is an yeah, interesting one. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, it's so tiny. I don't yeah. even know if the audience can see. Yeah. But go ahead. In this one, they portray it as Jesus, yeah. which I thought was interesting. Mm-hmm. And it says basically, "Whatsoever you do to the least of my brothers, yeah. that you did unto me." So when right. I was hungry, you gave me to eat. Right. When I was thirsty, you gave me to drink. Right. And so it shows. Just prop this up yeah. again. I don't know. Go ahead. If you can. Probably still can't see it. But anyways, it shows people, whatever you're doing, you're doing it to Jesus. Yeah. So, you know, if there's a guy in the street asking, begging for food, that's Give Jesus. Him food. Give him food, yeah. Yeah. Um, and again, um, I, there's a few things about that that people have to understand, you know. Um, as you said, every interaction we have with someone else we could be in that is the Jesus saying, well, we're at, interacting with Jesus every time we interact with anyone else. And that, that's where judgment comes in again, because, you know, not, not God's judgment for us, but 
sometimes we judge others. Like the, we were talking about the Pharisees before, how if someone is not exactly like us, if someone doesn't do what we do or pray how we do or live the way we do, we we kind of judge them and, and we we don't want to be a, a part of their lives. We don't want anything to do with them. And Jesus is saying, no, you have to, even if, if they are different than you, even if they don't necessarily do what is correct, you still have to be uh, kind and courteous and forgiving to them, right? Mm-hmm. And so that that's a thing because when, when we go to, through all those things that Jesus is talking about, you know, feed the hungry, clothe the naked, visit the, the those in prison. Well, mm-hmm. if they're in prison, that means they didn't, they're, mm-hmm. they're not doing something right mm-hmm. according to us, our societal laws. So we, we still have to treat them and, and then we can go further than that. You know, anyone who is isolated in society, um, you know, those who had substance abuse problems, those that have me- uh, mental um, health issues, mm-hmm. those who have anything, you know, uh, you know, th- those that are ostracized, you know, uh, the, you know, we can we can go go, go to so many different levels mm-hmm. here. It's not just the ones that Jesus was talking about. It's anyone who is ostracized from the rest of society, who people look down upon because of their situations in life. You know, it could be the divorced and separated. It could be, you know, those who, again, committed crimes, committed what, whatever it may be. That those that that are not looked upon as, you know, perfect people. Mm-hmm. You know, because we we judge people a lot for for their life for their life. Like I'm thinking, oh, it would include too, like maybe people who are intellectually yes at a lower level yeah. than we are. And yeah. I, I see that even in our church. Yes. And poverty too. Poverty yeah. is a big one. Yeah. You know, yeah. those who are poorer than others, we look down upon them. We, you know, we, we see them not wearing the same thing, not driving what we drive or not living in the same kind of place that we live in. And we're like, oh, wow, I don't want to associate with that. It is, you know, I, I've, it's even hard for us priests, you know, because, you know, we, and again, I, I, I've always been, very, um, how can I put this? Um, I, I think I've been treated well in every parish I've been in in my priesthood. You know, people respect my my job and they're kind to me and they, they give me food. That's why I'm always having <laughs> too much to eat. But again, you know, I, I can't judge. Sometimes it's hard for us not to judge people's situations in life because mm-hmm. we don't know everything that happens to them in life like you know those who are for outsiders you know and jesus even talked about that in some of his gospels you know he he went to people who were outsiders he went to divorced people he went to those who were suffering from mental illness or the possessions whatever they call it back then he went to people who were poor he went to people who were ostracized by by the rest of society because he showed us these are important people too. Well, and tied in there is he went to people of different cultures. Yes. And today we could maybe add of different races. Mm-hmm. You know, there's absolutely. still a lot of that yeah. around. Oh, absolutely, you know. absolutely. Yeah, like yeah. somehow you know we see more and more cultures in our school now, and sometimes mm-hmm. it's like here's a this is just a dumb little example. Yeah. Like I had a student from another country, and. 
her mom said she couldn't come on the band trip because in her culture, the mother and daughter never would be separated. Mm. You wouldn't let your... I guess you mean she can't even go for a sleepover to her friends? No. Wow. No, absolutely not. That's the culture, yeah. And that's just the culture. And I was like, I did not know that. For sure. (laughs) Absolutely. And I mean, you can't really expect Mm. people to just go against their culture just because, hey, this is what we do. Well, (laughs) Well, that's not what we do. That's a very good example, you know, because as, as we know, our... Uh, cultures are intermingling like crazy like when we were growing up we never you know everyone was like a a small town (laughs) small (laughs) town you go to you know there was no other cultures period you know it was ever white you know we were white we were anglo-saxon or whatever you call it and and this is who we grew up with but now it's it's a different story yeah well and even those of us involved in the church yeah most of the people I know are Ukrainian. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, actually, so, interesting, yeah. I, I went to a Malanka and to see mm-hmm. a little Chinese girl dancing because the town she was dancing with, you know, I think, you know, they maybe owned the Chinese restaurant. All her friends were in Ukrainian dance, so she went in Ukrainian dance too, which For I thought, sure. wow. Like, For we sure. didn't see that 15 years ago. For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah, uh, that's that's very that's very common these days that uh, kids of all different groups go to those cultural events. But um, more going back to that whole parable mm-hmm. and, and why Jesus mentioned those particular things, you know, feed the hungry, clothe the naked, and all the stuff. Well, that's that's the basic necessities in life. You know, mm-hmm. if you can't get the basic necessities, if you're not if you're homeless, if you don't have enough clothes, enough food, well, that's you can't survive. You know, so the, it's basically the, well, you as a teacher, you know about the Maslow hierarchy of needs and stuff like that. So the basic um, needs that everyone has, those basic needs. And then as you get higher up the list, you have higher level needs and stuff like that. But if you don't make, make the, the basic needs of, of survival, well, how, yeah. you can't survive. Yeah. If you yeah. don't have food, yeah. Yeah, exactly. and shelter, you exactly. can't learn. Exactly. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and again, uh, the visiting and and um, that that's part of our you know Christian Catholic you know message that we need to visit people to bring the the light of Christ to them. And again, uh, doesn't matter. Yes, it, it's hard not to judge them for their situation in life. We say, well, they they cause their own situation. What they've done, it doesn't matter what they've done. We still have to show mercy and compassion to them. Yes, God will judge them for their actions, just like He will judge us. But we can't, we can't really judge them, and 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 try to pretend that we're somehow better than them because of our situation in life. Well, and chances are, we probably were raised in a more loving home. Yeah, and yeah. we're given other opportunities and mm-hmm. belong to clubs and groups and exactly. You know, maybe didn't have that need to find mm-hmm. love from a gang or whatever, yeah. or you know, mm-hmm. going to drugs or something. Mm-hmm. We didn't have mm-hmm. that loss in our lives, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So there, usually everybody has a story. There's usually some reason why they are. I, I remember doing a homily about this story. You may, you may. I don't know if you've heard of this story, but I don't know if I have time. But it's a couple minutes. But I'll, I'll say it. it's kind of like a homily. So um, there was a story I, I read many years ago. You know, this person, a priest actually, was, was trying to, 
you know, um, get to uh, Mount Athos, you know, if, uh, this, this great big monastery in Greece. And he wanted to go there and to try to get you know, more spiritual enlightenment, talk to the monks and, you know, become the best spiritual advisor he can be. And as he was going up the mountain, he was passing uh, very, you know, um, uh, poor, smelly, uh, old, wretched man who was coming down the other way. And and the the man you know wanted to stop and talk to him and, and socialize with him and he the priest wanted nothing to do with him, you know he just said no go go down there's a church down there you can talk to the people there I have no time for you, and then you know as he walked up on a couple minutes later he thought to himself you know that was mean of me to do that and he turned around and there was the face of Jesus right mm. there, you mm. know. Yep. <laughs> there you yeah, go. we gotta watch ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't know that that yeah the gospel of the last judgment is is a scary one, basically saying you're going to go to the hell if you don't if you don't yeah. do these things if you don't treat others yeah. as God loves us. So yeah. it's basic back to that whole gospel of love, and, mm-hmm. and this is this is a little different. But you know the letters of John, I, I always go back to them when I think of that. You know, and one of the letters of John says, you know. If if you say that you love God but you hate your neighbor, you're a liar. Mm-hmm. Because how can you say you love God if you hate everything God created in this world? Mm-hmm. You know. So. Well, I know that that's something that I always hate to work on during Lent. <laughs> yeah. I usually try to pick a person that I need to forgive mm-hmm. or something and try mm-hmm. to pray for that person. And I guess pray for me too that maybe mm-hmm. I need to. Absolutely. You know, seek forgiveness. So yeah. So the, the 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 last judgment, and again, the, those of you who who don't understand the whole story. So Jesus is. We talked about the different, um, you know, things that we have to do. Uh, the, the the what do they call them? The uh, acts of mercy. Or act yeah, of, I think so. So <laughs> you know, feed the hungry, uh, um, give drink to the thirsty, and clothe the naked, visit the the uh, sick, visit those in prison, all those things. So. Uh, there's two groups of people: those who did those things and did those who didn't do those things. Mm-hmm. And then, and then they they both said to Jesus, "Well, when did we see you sick or hungry or thirsty or in prison or and not attend to your needs?" And Jesus said, "Though if you did it to the least of my brethren, you did it all to me." Mm-hmm. So this is this is that thing. So we have to see Jesus in everyone we meet, even though it's difficult. Believe me. Everyone finds it difficult to have to like everyone, but we have mm-hmm. to love everyone. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. And I guess just like going back to a Pharisee, it doesn't yeah. mean we have to exactly follow what's there. Because I'm thinking, we don't have a jail in Yorkton. Yeah, I yeah. can't do that yeah. one. <laughs> well, I can't go visit someone in jail. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, you know, maybe it's driving your neighbor to church mm-hmm. or getting some groceries Absolutely. for them or shoveling their driveway or even, know, all those little things. Even, you know... I found during COVID time, it was so people become so scared to, to mm-hmm. talk to each other, you know, even to say hello and to give a smile. Like we live in a society where everyone's so busy. Everyone's going hundred miles an hour trying to do everything. And this I've learned as a priest, sometimes you just got to sit back and stand and say, okay, well, I'll give a minute to that person. Maybe that person's having a bad day and mm-hmm. say hello to them, say a smile to them. 
it's a huge help for some people. Yeah, like I, I try to be aware of that. Like even yeah. on the streets or yeah. in the store, yeah. you know, kind of just try to yeah. smile yeah. or yeah. Exactly. Know, make some little comment. And exactly. You never know. Maybe you just made that person's day. Yeah, exactly. Or you see a you struggling know. mother with three kids that are fighting each other. On a, yeah. And as, as, as a parent, I'm like, oh, yeah, I know what you're like, going through. <laughs> yeah, I know. That. And then when they get embarrassed, yeah. I just yeah, exactly. say, you know what, yeah. I've been there too. Exactly. <laughs> you know? exactly. I just say, hey, and then they grow up yeah. and they get better <laughs> so i mean we can encourage even strangers oh, absolutely you know so every interaction we have with someone whether it be on the street or in the store or whatever we always have that chance to bring jesus into their life mm-hmm. yeah well i'm thinking even you know in the grocery store i don't know why people yeah. think i'm tall because i'm not yeah, tall yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, sometimes yeah. older people are yeah, shorter yeah, than yeah, 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 yeah. you know so i if i yeah, see somebody yeah, struggling yeah, yeah. Oh, whatever, yeah, for oh sure. you need a hand with that oh, for and sure. i just try to make it nonchalant like, it's oh, like yeah, yeah, i'm not yeah, doing a big sure. you know big wondrous so thing but it's just i i think i learned that as my dad was going downhill mm-hmm. you know it made me realize that sometimes that older person it's not just some old person in a wheelchair that's mm-hmm. my dad mm-hmm. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. that somebody cares about this person for sure so you know and then the, the last Sunday, I guess, the, before Lent starts is called Forgiveness Sunday. And that's that's an interesting one. So um, so we do what's called Forgiveness Vespers, but we don't do the whole... Most priests don't do that whole Vespers anymore because that takes too long to, to do the service. But I do, and I will be doing that in Yorkton and in my new parishes that I have now, is a beautiful forgiveness service where we have an act of mutual forgiveness to each other. And, and, and are you, have you ever seen that one that I did before? Um, not with okay, you. Okay, okay. But, but I don't usually come back in the yeah, evening because yeah. it's 30 miles away. No, no, no. <laughs> so. but, but this is, I do that during the liturgy. Okay. I do that except, except I don't my, know if I've actually experienced it during the liturgy, okay. but that's a good I've done, idea. I've done, I've, I always yeah. do it during my homily now because people can have it done. Yeah, uh-huh. exactly. So yeah. It's, it's a mutual forgiveness where we ask for forgiveness from each other for what we have done or not done to hurt each other in, in the past year. I think it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I think it's a beautiful service. But again, the the, um, the scriptures that, that they talk about forgiveness, and I think it's the one that he says if, um, you know about forgiving others, kind of like the, our Father. Uh, if you don't forgive others, you know how do you expect the Father to forgive you? Mm-hmm. Kind of thing like that. Mm-hmm. So again, this is a beautiful preparation for uh, for Lent and, and the, that the whole um, whole thing about forgiveness and and how we have to try really really hard, as you said. Sometimes it's so hard to forgive the people that have hurt us or countries that are at war with our beloved country or whatever it may be in the world. And we have to, we have to think in, in the, you know, beyond what we see in this world and, and say, okay, what is our purpose in life? Our purpose is to get to heaven, to be with the Heavenly Father. And not just our individual selves, we want everyone to be there. You know, we want, we pray for the whole world. We pray for everyone's souls that they will eventually repent and get to heaven. Mm -hmm. So this is what forgiveness is all about. We want to forgive everyone so that they have that that opportunity to get that graces of God and to to try to figure it out on their own to to get to heaven. Mm -hmm. That's my way of thinking of it. 
And then for us, that Forgiveness yeah. Sunday is actually the day before Lent. Yes. Because we start on that yeah. Monday. We start the next day, the Clean yeah. Monday it's called, and that's a major a fast day. So we fast from most foods and stuff like that. And long ago, it was called Cheese Fair. Yes. I like that name. Yeah. Farewell to cheese. No more mm-hmm. cheese till Easter yeah, Sunday. Yeah, so no more milk products. So not just meat products. You you don't yeah. have any milk products. So yeah, vegetables and grains you're eating the rest of Lent. Yeah. I, I remember um, actually one of our choir people once upon a time asked, well, then what are we supposed to eat? Mm-hmm. And yeah, another choir mm-hmm. said, choir lady said to her, well, just think of what you eat on Christmas Eve. Exactly. Eat that every day for you 40 know, or days. Or I often tell people, you know, just try eating healthier. Exactly. Because yeah. those are all, the, you know, the foods that, um, mm-hmm. well, that most people ate in those days. Yeah. <laughs> people didn't eat a lot of meat and dairy. Exactly. Yeah. But it, that it's was grains, the normal way of and eating. vegetables. Yeah, yeah it was grains, whole fruit. grains and, yeah. you know, figs and exactly. <laughs> Nuts and absolutely and nuts. They're, they're, that's a healthy diet. I think that's like almost like a Mediterranean diet. So. Yeah, exactly. And, or in the Ukrainian, I mean, <laughs> yeah. you could be eating cabbage rolls. Oh, and sure, borscht sure. Rice, and, rice, and cabbage is good. Yeah, borscht, except for no cream. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and I mean, even the way we, I know my family, we usually like cabbage rolls without meat because we're so used to the way we yeah. had them on Christmas Eve. Yeah, you know, some other cultures put meat in them, and we don't really care for that. So we usually uh, have it vegan anyway. Yeah, <laughs> and again, like uh, it's uh, people think, well, it's so hard. How can you know uh, the whole fasting rules? People don't really rec- know this, but you know, children they don't have to follow if they can. If we can eat as a family, that's good. But mm-hmm. children up to fourteen are not obligated to fast like we are in our Ukrainian Catholic tradition. Mm-hmm. So it only goes from the years 14 to 60 that, that people are obligated to fast. But I always think there's something that we can do. Like I know yes. when I was teaching catechism, mm-hmm. I used to tell the kids, okay, pick three things yeah. and don't tell anyone yeah. it's between you and Jesus. And you yeah. should, because there are three things, you know, we're supposed to pray, sure. fast, and give. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you know, how are you going to pray? Are you going to, you know, go to church more? Yeah, are yeah. you going to pray before yeah, bed? Yeah. Or, you mm-hmm. know, what can you do in prayer? Mm-hmm. Uh, fasting, you know, maybe mm-hmm. you're going to drink more water, mm-hmm. or you're not going to have meat on yeah. Wednesdays or no, yeah. something. And no. then forgiving. Yeah. Which might be forgiving <laughs> or giving. You know, maybe you're going to put away a dollar a week to give to mm-hmm. whoever. You know, try and think of things because no matter what age you are, mm-hmm. there's always some. Then there's always some way we can improve ourselves. Yeah, and again, uh, like you were talking about earlier, the Pharisaical attitude. You know, mm. like some people are so gung ho. Well, we have to follow these rules. If you if you uh, eat meat one day, you're a sinner. You're going to hell. I'm like, no. Yeah, that's just silly to think that. Yeah, you know, the, do the best you can, and and like you said, think of something to give up. That, that you could do better during Lent or whether give up something that's a vice or, you know, smoking, drinking, whatever mm-hmm. it may be, exactly. you know, overeating yeah. or eating unhealthy yeah. things. Those yeah. are all important things to do during Lent because we're giving up something for Christ. We're, the focus is supposed to be on Christ. Mm-hmm. It's not not that we're trying to be better than anyone else mm-hmm. to say, well, look, I could I can live the whole 40 days without eating meat and milk or you can't you're 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 not as good as me as a christian no mm-hmm. we can't think that way you know do you, look at your individual situation and think okay what can i do better during mm-hmm. these 40 days that 
to work on in my prayer life, in my spiritual life, in my relationships with other people, whatever mm-hmm. it may be. Mm-hmm. You know? Well, and I think especially with prayer, like we have so many beautiful prayer services in our church. Mm-hmm. Like maybe it's going to church one extra day a week. Yeah. You know, if you don't go at all, start going on Sundays. Yeah, if you exactly. go on Sundays, maybe go Sunday and Wednesday. Exactly. If you already do that, maybe pick one more or, you know, check the calendar. What what other interesting feasts or celebrations are there? And I've told the people in our parishes here in Yorkton that, yeah, I'm going to be doing a whole bunch of Lenten services that they've probably never seen before because our tradition is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. There's there's a Lenten Akathis that probably people have never heard before. Mm-hmm. There's uh, the hours, the Lenten hours that I'm going to start uh, doing throughout the Lenten season. And there's, of course, pre-sanctified. Most people hopefully know about pre-sanctified. We are now, but yeah. I, we weren't. When yeah, I left exactly. Yorkton, yeah. we didn't know what it was. And then I came back to Yorkton and it's like, oh, you guys do this? Yeah, we do it twice a week mm-hmm. now. <laughs> they were doing it every so Wednesday it's, it's, There's so many beautiful things we can do during this time for sure. Mm-hmm. And I, I think we don't have to borrow from other churches because we have no. enough in our own. No. <laughs> That's I, 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 I've, I've told some people about that. I said, you know, if you want to do other things, you know, um, besides what I implement, you can do it on your own. I, you don't, mm-hmm. I don't need to be there for that. Yeah. Right. You know, yeah. like maybe, you know, people want to pray a rosary yeah. Yeah. or something. Uh, stations of the cross. That's fine. Yeah. It's, it's, you don't need a priest for those things. Yeah, because they're not liturgical yeah, exactly. services. Exactly. But, you know, all prayer is good. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So, well, I, we kind of just got through this <laughs> <laughs> just in time. Um, so I'm not sure what day this show will air, but I think it'll be pretty close to Lent. Um, do you know offhand, is it February 21st? Somewhere around then that we start. Uh, Whatever the Monday is, it's that Monday. You know, it actually starts before yes, that. 14th. The 12th. The 14th is uh, I'm doing my first to sanctify. Wednesday? I'm doing a okay, sanctify so the last Remembrance Day, yeah. February 12th is yeah. our first day of Lent. Yeah. Yeah. So you might want to think about, you know, some of the things that you can do by the time this airs. You maybe will have a bit of a schedule out um, and try and mm-hmm. go to some of the services that we have mm-hmm. in our church and pray a little more at home and so on. And I'll put some of them online like I always mm-hmm. do, but it's nice to have people at the services yeah. in person. Yeah. yeah. And they're beautiful for sure. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you so much again for coming thank on you. the program. It's yep. always a pleasure, a treat to thank have you. you here. Thank you. So, again, this is Father Basil Maloney, um, pastor at St. Mary's Ukrainian Catholic Church here in Yorkton, and I'm your host, Colette Kiripita, here on the Ukrainian Hour. And we'll see you again next time. Bye. Right. Oh, we made it. <laughs>